second to little drops with Fleming Jacobs today. I just I have a I have a little thought that I wanted to share with you. The 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 contradiction I see um, in religious people and I do not see, I don't understand it and it baffles my mind how being a person of faith has been associated with being anti-intellectual. It baffles me. I understand why. And I mean this because the three fears that have fueled this contradiction, this terribly contradictory state of being. And I I have no doubt in my mind that, that a religious mind is going through a religious mind that is anti-intellectual will be going through some of the most dramatic mental experiences of life. Because there you are, I'm telling you God is limitless, but there you are also being told to contain yourself, restrict yourself, and shroud yourself, and shrink rather than expand. I'm going to speak from the um, from the perspective of Christianity because that that's what I practice. But maybe you uh, you practice Islam or the traditional religion, whatever it is you do. You know, there is nothing like faith and anti-intellectualism. Absolutely nothing. It's it's a contradiction in in terms. It is a it is an anomaly. And I hope we can get through this conundrum. The vocabulary of worship is going to be limited if it is not led by a powerful sense of curiosity and discovery. Most of the people would quote their words when we worship. We're not anti-intellectual people. First of all, they wouldn't have been able to write so eloquently. Second of all, they wouldn't have been able to include the themes, the, the those themes they put in their in- interaction and the interpretation of God. For instance, David said, Psalm 19, the heavens declare the glory of God. I, I don't think he was talking about the night sky. I don't think he was talking about the stars that you can see in the sky at night. I put it to you that he was talking about he was talking about the planetary bodies. How did how would he know to trace the glory of God to the planetary bodies? Right? And I can prove it because in Psalm 8 he said, He said, Oh Lord our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all of the earth. Who has set thy glory above the heavens? You know, the mouth of babes and sufferings, you've ordained praise because of your enemies, the silent, the avenger. He said, when I consider the heavens, when I consider it, what consideration is it? It connotes study. It connotes researching. It connotes discovering. It is full of curiosity. It is full of a search. 
to find out. They said God created the heavens and the earth. My understanding of a person is not complete if I do not study their works, what they made. When I consider the heavens and the fingers, the moon and the stars which you've ordained, he said, what is man that you that you consciousness? Because I'm seeing the enormity of, of this work that you've done. And I'm wondering, man is some of the smallest things you've made. In fact, when we break man down into pieces, and we're talking strictly about his body now, I mean, he was molded from, from dust. There's nothing as fine as the particles of dust. So then we break a man down to his last atom. It's but sand. What is man? You're mindful of him, of the sons of man that you visit, the oldest son of man that you visit him. Why are you interested in this tiny little bit when you made all of these moxy things? And then, if I take you back to um, um, Psalm 19, he said, Day after day, utters speech, meaning day after day. We learn more about you. It's a night after night reveals knowledge. Now he's, he's talking about geographical, scientific things, and he's related it to the knowledge of God. Where did we get this idea from that if you serve God, you need to contain and restrict yourself? I'll tell you, they come from three basic fears. One, the fear of gatekeepers of knowledge not wanting you to get out of their hands so when you are enlightened the first thing you do is you cast off shackles and you extricate yourself from the control of other mortals like you and people don't like that so they'd rather keep you contained than exposed They'd rather keep you closed than open. All right? It is it is one of the basic fears that have kept Christianity as I know to now be be seen as an an in, anti-intellectual pursuit. Alright? The second one is the the fear of they make you fear what you don't know rather than understand what you don't know you're not supposed to study what the Hindus do Hinduists do you're not supposed to study what you know and, and it's extricated the whole of Christianity consciousness from meditation how can meditation be something that is so the same as you know Christian science or or, or demonic dark art. How? When David said, he said, "Awake to righteousness and sin not. Commune with your heart upon your bed and be still." What do you think it means when it says "be still and know"? Meaning, calm yourself down. Go from the high vibrations of bitter. Come into the low vibrations of alpha. 
cool your breathing down so you can know that I am God. Because I don't exist in your stressful state. I exist in your calm, connected, and collected space. So he says, calm yourself down. But we're saying, no, 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 no. Don't do things like that. Because if you do things like that, you'll be going into And so you're crushing yourself against it. That's the second fear. The third fear is one that is very basic to all human beings. And I can only explain it through the words of, you know, the great Mandela. When he said, and I'm paraphrasing, it is not our darkness that terrifies us. We're not terrified about our darkness as much. It is our light that terrifies us. The possibilities of how our consciousness can can expand to contain the enormity of life, how great we can be, that scares us. And so we stop searching, we stop wanting to know because we are afraid of how powerful we could get. Listen to me, you can be great and still worship. You can be a genius and still be submissive to God. You can get all the knowledge in this world and choose to honor God with it. Because your life is a life of discovery. You're not making anything. You're just discovering what's been made. How can that terrify you? The more you discover about his works, the greater, the deeper, and more expansive your consciousness of him becomes. Because the Bible says he feels all in all. He occupies the tiniest places of this earth, including that speck of dust I talked about. And then he occupies the grandest spaces of this world, the billions and billions and billions of, of planetary bodies, all the, all the, the, the multi-billions of galaxies that we have. He occupies them. That's why David said in Psalm 139, where can I hide from you? I can't hide from you. If I go to the depths of the earth, you are there. If I ascend into the heavens, if I go into space, you are there. There are some Christian astronauts who prayed in the moon. On the moon. They fell with God. Wherever you go, God is there. You cannot escape from his presence. So go ahead. Explore the works of your father. Expand the consciousness that you feel. Expand your horizon. Open up your intellect and let life and light penetrate. Take you to places that you've never been before. Surrender to the forces of the universe, knowing that your God is at work within those forces and none of them can break out of orbit without his knowledge and permission. Even the hairs on your head Awesome stuff. That's why David says, this knowledge is too wonderful for me. If I was to think about that, I would stagger. But these are the things that inspire your faith. These are the things that deepen your commitment and devotion to this God. These are the things that make you a blessing to the world around you. Step out from the containment of your faith to the expansiveness of the possibilities it represents. Faith in itself is a doorway out of the limited inferior 
reality that we have into the limitless nebulous substance that our Father has made. He said, the earth was without form and void. That void is a space. And if you study quantum physics, you will understand what that void means. There is science in every verse of scripture. And start discovering. Stop discovering. Start going after this knowledge. And see how wonderful the life becomes. It is not our light. It is not our darkness that terrifies us. It is our light. It is not our darkness that terrifies those who try to control us. It is how powerful our light can be. Liberate yourself and find God in everything and in everywhere you go. I love you. Take care. Don't forget to recommend this to other people. It's essentially a spirituality um, blog and podcast. And um, you can go farther than this. Share it with those who will be able to benefit from it. I love you. Take care.